Hello everybody, thank you for downloading Josh Pugh's Comedy Express, thanks to the new subscribers, there have been quite a few this week, appreciate that, and I'm back to gigging this week after my uh, writing retreat to Benidorm, yeah it's great just to get away for a couple of days, just up in the mountains, you know, just kind of, you know, and down on the strip, you know, just get the, the juices flowing, this week I did uh, a very interesting gig actually, midweek, so happy to, to take the extra money there, midweek, midday, so Wednesday daytime um, at a substance misuse centre. Now, yeah, it's a charity gig. And when I say substance misuse, when I say misuse, you know, it means that they're taking loads of it, not not, not they're using it incorrectly. You know, they're not like tipping vodka on the on the plants in the garden. You know, it's the, they're just necking it, just bollocking it down. But it was great. I, I went there. I, I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. Um... But basically, I got, I got there, and, and the guy, Steve, running it, he said, basically, what it is, Josh, um, you know, all, all the people that come to this group, they're in various stages of recovery, and as part of that recovery, they wanted to organise an event, and they actually wanted to organise a stand-up to cancer event. I thought, brilliant. Double charity for me. Double points, that is. That's like, uh, I do loads for charity all the time, and sometimes you do have to double up on the charities, you know? Like, sometimes I'll volunteer with Help the Aged, I'll volunteer to take a pensioner out, but I'll make them do a race for life. I'll get around, Graham. We've got to raise some money. Two in one. Sometimes I'll do some work for an animal sanctuary, uh, releasing endangered birds back into the wild, but I'll release them directly into a children's ward. Two for one. Um, and it was, I, was, I was nervous, but honestly, I didn't know what to expect from the, um, from the event. And Steve announced me up and... I was I was nervous. I mean, I like to do I like to do my bit for charity. Like I always give to the old boys outside Lidl, you know, selling the poppies, you know, and the the old boys that because if it wasn't for those guys, you know, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't even be able to shop in Aldi. Well, actually, Aldi is a, a German supermarket, so that's that's a bad example. But you know, just shows how far we've come in terms of forgiveness. Like the the Nazis, they did some terrible things, but. Baked beans for forty three p. You can't argue with that, and I don't think, you know, I don't think Churchill would begrudge us doing that. So anyway, I'm at the gig. I go on. I'm, I'm, I don't know how to play it because obviously everybody in the room is at various stages of recovery. I just can't come on and be like, "Hey, who's who's drinking tonight?" You know, it's gonna that's gonna trigger people. So I had to do my set. Uh, and it was going pretty well, to be honest. I, I actually enjoyed it. I was getting, you know, I, I could see people enjoying it. It was. It was good, and I felt good. It feels good to do things for charity. I, f- I feel like when people do things for charity, the, the motive isn't always correct. Like, I was in town the other day with my mum, and uh, this kind of, one of these charity uh, collectors came up to us, and she said, oh, would you like to buy um, a raffle ticket to, to raise money for the Teenage Cancer Trust? And mum was like, oh, no, thank you. I haven't really got time. And then the guy was like, oh, you can win a spa day. She's like, yeah, please, yeah, sign me up. You know, you've got to do your bit. I was like, yeah, but you're not doing your bit, are you? You just you want to win a spa day. That's that's why you're doing it. And like I see, I see people on these marches, and like they have a t-shirt which will say like save the NHS on it, but they've got it in like a muscle fit. Like that's not, you know, who you're doing it for. Anyway, it's all going well. And at the end, there was a joke competition. I said Josh, can you read out a joke competition? Some of the members have have written various jokes and pull them out of a bo- pull them out of a box, read them. And we'll give a prize to the winner. I thought, yeah, of course I'll do that. It's a bit of fun. My set had gone well, and I thought anything I read here is never going to live up to what I've done. So happy to do it. And most of the jokes, you know, 
morally, they're a little bit suspect. I'll be honest, you know, the, the word coloured was in at least six of them. And, uh, and you know, I... I you know that wasn't me saying it. That was that they've written it down. I've got to, I've got to respect their their jokes and their their expression. So you know I read them out and um, I mean anybody that came in late just thought I was reading racist jokes from paper. Um, but there's there's a couple of good ones in there. There's one actually absolutely brilliant. I, I read it. I thought that is what a fantastic joke. It was so well structured and beautifully written. I thought like, that is fantastic. And the name on the bottom was Ross. I said, who's, who's Ross? Is there a Ross in the room? And this young lad at the back put his put his hand up. It, it must have been mid-twenties. And I thought, for this guy to have gone through what he's gone through at that age, and he's obviously a very bright lad. He might have been fresh out of uni and falling on, on kind of hard times. I think he put his hand up. I said, Ross, this is, this is absolutely brilliant. H- how do you feel about actually reading this yourself in front of the group? And he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have always actually wanted to do comedy. I said, well, this is, come on, come on, there's no pressure, come on, and just read this, and it's a brilliant joke, I really like it. And he came up, and um, he was shaking, bless him, he was, he was shaking, and I don't think it was, you know, I, th- I think he was starstruck, to be honest, and, you know, that, that happens, so I was like, read, read this, Ross, and he gets a piece of paper, and, and he reads the joke, and it gets absolutely nothing, like like nothing, like not even a titter. This guy had no stage presence whatsoever. He'd murdered it. I was like, Ross, go and sit down, mate. What the hell was that? I need I need a bloody drink after that. Jesus. Talk about sapping the life out of the room. Anyway, I just gave it to a, another bloke who, who did a joke about um, the person inventing the doorbell winning a Nobel Prize. I thought, yeah, you can have that, mate. Um, but yeah, you've got to do your bit. Um, keep giving to charity. Keep giving to this podcast. But yeah, if you want to give, give someone to this podcast, you know, that is... Um, that's a worthy cause as any, really. You know, what is... You can't put a price on entertainment, can you? Well, you, you, you can, actually. You can't, you know, that's how ticket, ticketing works. You can't really... You can't go to a box office and just be like, hey, yeah, take here's £4. It's what I think it's worth. Speaking of um, box offices, buy some tickets to my Edinburgh show. It's on sale now. It's called Josh Pugh, maybe the Real Comedy Awards are the friends we made along the way. I did a preview last night. Let, let me tell you, it's... Um, I think, I think we've got a hit on our hands here. I think we really have. Um, I'll see you there. I'll see you next week. Live, laugh, love, learn, and share. Thank you.